Tim Graham and Friends is brought to you by CTBK, CPAs and business consultants. CTBK is a leading accounting firm with a growing team of accountants and business consultants with roots in Amherst, New York. CTBK pairs every project with a focus on a human connection between its team and the client for assurance, accounting, taxes, litigation support, and advice on mergers and acquisitions. CTBK is available and ready to solve any issue your business faces. For a consultation or to request a quote, call 716-630-2400. Again, that's 716-630-2400. CTBK, over a quarter century of proven accounting and business excellence for Western New York and beyond. Welcome to Tim Graham and Friends, brought to you by CTBK, CPAs and business consultants. I am Tim Graham of The Athletic, here with Jonah Bronstein of Bronstein Amalgamated, and also Matthew Fairburn. He covers the bills for The Athletic. And uh, let's just stay on the hot topic of the day. There's really no need to go looking for uh, anything extra. Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, speak to the media for the first time in a little bit. Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds, a couple of Bills captains. They also were available on Zoom calls to media today. And it seems as though the vaccination topic really touches a nerve with fans, uh, which means I think we should stay on it. Um, and Matthew, you were, you were listening in on the, on the conference calls. You were monitoring practice. Uh, there are players who are not there today. We can get into that also. Uh, but the one thing that I found interesting regarding uh, Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds and their response to the vaccination questions, um, pretty much just saying it's a personal decision and I'm going to keep it private. And I respect that. Um, but I think that the fact that they are keeping it to themselves, they are keeping it private is because they know it's a powder keg. And it is a potential distraction. And Sean McDermott pretty much spelled out uh, what Brandon Bean had hinted at before. The Bills want these guys vaccinated. Yeah, I thought Sean McDermott handled everything really well in, in regards to the vaccination topic. And he didn't dance around anything. Uh, he handled follow-up questions and expanded on it. He himself um, you know, he's been fully vaccinated and stressed that that's important, you know, for the well-being of, of the team, the organization, but also the community. And he acknowledged the real concern that we brought up, you know, a few months ago with Josh Allen's original comments that it will, you know, he's concerned about getting to that threshold and, and having that competitive advantage. So if there are many reasons, uh, I think, to get vaccinated, but, you know, that's to be the one that makes this a very, you know, newsworthy topic for the bills and for the NFL in general is if it's going to be a lot different for a team that doesn't meet that threshold than a team that does, then absolutely it's noteworthy. You know, a lot of people responding to tweets and it's been this way for a long time. You tweet anything about a player in the vaccine, it's, who cares, you know, who cares what, whether Josh Allen's getting it, leave him alone. Uh, you know, it, who cares what football players have to say about vaccinations, et cetera. But when it impacts 
how the team can operate day to day and when it impacts potentially the availability of those players, they're going to get asked about it. And, you know, like you said, they don't really need to share whether they've been vaccinated if they want to. That seems to be the playbook that a lot of people in sports are following. LeBron James, um, then Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds today. I'm just not going to share that information. Josh Allen kind of opened up Pandora's box a little bit when he talked about it originally. You know, it's the same as Cole Beasley having his tweets and then saying, man, why is everybody on my case about having my opinion? It's like, well, you need, you need to have, you know, kind of the consequences that come with that opinion. So I think, you know, with Josh Allen, it was a little disappointing today, kind of dancing around the issue and, you know, kind of, you know, making it seem like, uh, you know, you know, kind of brushing off the questions. I thought Sean McDermott though handled it well. And I think that matters because how he handles it inside the walls is what will ultimately determine how close they can get to whatever threshold the NFL does set. And Matt, you made a lot of good points, pretty much made every good point that I wanted to make. But one (laughs) thing I wanted to maybe push back on a little bit with what Josh said and Tim referenced and what a lot of people said, whether it's LeBron James or anybody that's come out and said this, this is a personal decision about me and my family and I don't owe it to anybody to uh, express my opinion or my thoughts or to answer the question. And yeah, this isn't, nobody's on the stand here. So Josh Allen doesn't have to answer any question that's asked to him, but with regards to the vaccination, this is a public health issue. This is a overall, your vaccination status affects you, your family, your community, your neighbors, your coworkers, your teammates, your, everybody in that organization from a health standpoint and also the standpoint of the vaccine thresholds and what the bills can do in practice and, and whether or not the bills need to know whether Josh Allen's vaccinated. And I'm sure they do. So Josh Allen, LeBron James, any athlete that doesn't wish to get vaccinated, but then wants to use the, the shield of privacy and say, you know, I don't really have to explain my thoughts to you. I think they do owe us an explanation of what their thinking is and why, this is important to them, why they're going against the grain, why they're jeopardizing public health and our ability to get back to normal economically and everything related to this pandemic, instead of kind of just hiding behind, you know, today's a football practice and I only want to talk about football today. Yeah, I think, you know, that's a good point. And the question I wanted to ask Josh Allen before the press conference ended was sort of twofold is like, number one, you know, what he's learned about his, his platform since all that happened, like and the weight that that carries, because it is important, um, like it or not, like what he says does matter, but also just curious what he's done to educate himself. Because I think that's a big piece of this that I think people are, are missing in the, in the crowd of people who say it's his choice, leave him alone. It's not whether he wants chicken or steak at the wedding. You know, it's, as you mentioned, a, a public health issue, an issue that impacts his team. And so if he, doesn't, if he doesn't want to get vaccinated, which I think if he had been vaccinated, he probably would have shared that information. Maybe not, because maybe there's certain people he doesn't want to upset on the other side of the issue. But it's the same thing with Cole Beasley that, that frustrated me is 
there was no opinion there. The opinion was, don't tell me what to do. And if you want to share an opinion or share a reason, or you have a legitimate reason, you know, saying I'm going to keep it personal tells me that maybe you don't have a legitimate reason. And I think treating both sides as equal in this case probably isn't the right thing to do. And like I said, it's not just a personal choice of does he want to wear a visor or not wear a visor? Or does he want blue cleats or red cleats? Like both sides are not equal. The, the evidence on both sides is not equal in this case. And so perhaps, you know, especially, you know, in the case of, you know, people like Cole Beasley or Rachel Bush sharing things that aren't true, you need to have some, something to back up your opinion if, if that is in fact your opinion. And if your opinion is I do what I want and I don't want to talk about it, that's pretty immature thinking. I will say this, though. I don't know that I disagree with the team's approach. Uh, it sounds like they had a team meeting based on what Tremaine Edmonds and Josh Allen both said. Um, this could be a way for them to try to limit the distraction. Let's just keep it all in-house. You can say it's your personal choice because as soon as one of us says, look, maybe they're learning from what Josh, uh, the mistake Josh made when he was on Kyle Brandt's podcast and said what he said, or what Cole Beasley did on Twitter, or what Jordan Poyer has liked or favorited or retweeted regarding his, his wife and her beliefs. Um, all the other players that have liked and retweeted and jumped in and said, yeah, you tell them. Um, it is maybe the team's way of trying to get a handle on the distraction aspect of it. Yes, I think that uh, we're talking uh, three people on this podcast who've been vaccinated, who agree with getting vaccinated. Um, but within that locker room, much like maybe even having a discussion of saying, look, guys, whatever it is you think, we're just going to have to not talk about it in public, to the media, at an event, whatever, whether it's our political beliefs or, you know, whether we're pro-life uh, or, you know, or we're, we're for abortion rights or like whatever third rail issue is out there. It could just be these guys having an agreement that we're just not going to talk about it and then going out today and Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds happened to be the first two. Maybe Tremaine Edmonds wanted to say one way or the other. Yes, I've been vaccinated. No, I think it's stupid. But he said he didn't say anything. And so we're not really going to know until we get more, athlete, uh, more bills out there uh, talking about this. But it seems as though at least these first two guys, as captains, have said they've, they've come to an agreement. And this is what we're going to get as media now. Is that going to hold up? Probably not because somebody's not going to be able to help themselves and somebody's going to tweet something or somebody's going to say something or somebody's just going to do something that they think is innocuous, like a retweet or a like, and people are going to notice. Um, but anyways, I, I, so I'm not, I don't by, by any means want to let uh, Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds off the hook for not taking a stance one way or the other, but I think it's a team I think it's a team decision, which I can respect, but I side with on this issue, the coach and the general manager who are, don't need to be beholden to the PA or whatever rules and they can stay 
we want you vaccinated. And I think it's pretty obvious when you listen to the coach and the general manager and don't just want to listen to and protect Joshy like a lot of fans do. Whatever Josh wants is whatever Josh gets. Um, how about leaning towards the guy who built the team and the guy who coaches the team and the people who have looked for every little winning edge that they can find, they see one here and it is to get vaccinated. Yeah. I think that's where I, I, I'm with you on the idea that it, they handled it. it. It goes back to Sean McDermott from McDermott down, I think have handled this well from a, you know, front office coaching staff leadership standpoint. And if that's a piece of it, because, you know, something I wrote about when I wrote about Cole Beasley's comments was that, you know, Rachel Bush said she thinks that more than half the team, you know, agrees and, and won't be getting vaccinated. And you can say what you want about how credible a source Rachel Bush may or may not be. But on that particular issue, she she knows she's talking players. to more players than we are. Yeah, she knows these players and their wives better than we do. And so I think. Sean McDermott handling it this way could potentially limit the divisive nature or the distraction element of this for the team, because that is a real thing too. If you've got guys, you know, dug in on both sides, we're only really hearing from one side, by the way, you know, we've only really heard guys really passionate or hesitant or whatever you want to say about the vaccine. There hasn't been a lot the other way, other than Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, but I do think there could be a unifying element to look, let's talk this out. We're a family. This guy thinks this, this guy thinks this, but we're a family and we keep that all in house and we don't let those guys on the outside. They're going to try to tear us apart, you know, using us as reporters, the media as the common enemy or whatever you want to say. Sean McDermott didn't do that today. Right. And he didn't went ahead. He went ahead and, you know, like wading into the water with his arms spread, just like coming in. He's like, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing and exactly. what I think is right. And I and think if these that's guys where... choose to listen to me. Uh, you know, he's kind of like, you know, don't. And, and if there is a COVID problem, don't blame me. I think that's where he handled it. Well, is he was able to say, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what I think. And I think he was, he was able to say everything you're saying, like we want these guys vaccinated without saying enough to get a player all all bent out of shape let me uh, let me read real quick uh the lead to john warrow's story uh in the associated press just to sum it up this is the associated press uh john warrow of course friend of the show uh you know him on here he's a local guy but this is the story that goes out to the world from the associated press this is the story if somebody wants to write or post in their newspaper or their website what's going on in NFL and what a team is thinking regarding COVID. Um, NFL roundups or whatever, this is the story that is going uh, to be uh, printed in that paper or posted on that website. Bill's coach Sean McDermott raised concern his team could fall behind and having COVID-19 protocol restrictions loosened for the start of training camp if enough players aren't vaccinated. Raised concern his team could fall behind. All right. Uh, second paragraph in addressing what's become a divisive issue among several high profile Buffalo players and at least one of their spouses on Tuesday, McDermott focused his message on attempting to educate 
rather than convince, as he put it, players to get vaccinated. Without saying how many Bills have received the vaccine, uh, the vaccine, McDermott said time is running short for Buffalo to return to a sense of normalcy in terms of holding full team meetings and practices. If you're a Bills fan and you want Joshy and Cole and all those guys to be able to do whatever they want because I like them and I want them to be happy and I don't want them to think bad of Buffalo and they're just get out there and play. That's all Sean McDermott cares about too. Sean McDermott wants his people to be happy and ready to play at the utmost. And that spells it out right there. I, I, I just, it's, it's, it's frustrating to see the pushback from fans who just want people to leave Josh and the boys alone. I'm sure he wants them healthy as well too. And aren't there doctors yeah. and trainers and scientists and medical people, professionals in the organization that can explain to these athletes from a standpoint of, we care about you and your health and your family and anybody else that you could put at risk with not being vaccinated and get them to believe. And maybe that's what's going on. I, what I read today is that but the Bills are trying to educate Josh Allen and some of these players that are hesitant. Yeah, didn't but Jonah, as you know, in public, you know, these, this is a, this football locker room, these, they're not in a bubble of as much as we like to think of them as these, you know, uh, cyber, you know, these, uh, you know, almost like terminators, you know, they come off an assembly line and they're just focused on football and that's all they do. And they're in this training facility uh, that, you know, looks like something out of the, uh, uh, the uh, Avengers. And that's all they do is they get in this facility and they train and it's their life and that's all they do. But these people come from society in the same, the same society that we see reflected on the news, whether you're watching Fox News or CNN or the local news, whatever, um, whether you're re reading the Associated Press or the Huffington Post. Um, these are people with, as we've mentioned, wives and family and parents who all have very polarizing opinions. And so, yeah, you're right. There may be doctors who are telling, but look, think of all the people out in our lives. I have people in my family who know what the medical, you know, college graduates are like, yeah, but I don't trust it. I don't trust the science. I don't trust the doctors. I don't, and I think that these football players, they've also been taught not to trust the NFL in some ways, you know, throughout their upbringing, whether it be from the union or whatever. I'm not saying that's to be subversive, but you can't just, there's just so, there's such a, a roiling stew, a stew of sewage maybe of thought on this that, is just as soon as you tell them one thing, they don't, you're not believed. And it goes for both sides. I will both sides of this issue. As soon as, you know, so if you've already had an opinion that the vaccine, the vaccine is dangerous, maybe even come from the African-American community and, and the history there where, and we see the, the numbers for, for the black population and how they're down regarding um, vaccinations because of a trust, you know, going back to Tuskegee and various things. Uh, there's, it's just, so I don't know that a doctor, whether they're, <laughs> again, I, I don't want to keep going on these mini tangents. I mean, imagine a doctor telling Jack Eichel what he thinks, a Sabres doctor, you know, well, Jack but, Eichel's going to say, screw off. 
you know, there's guys in that locker room who've got, who've had similar issues with a bills doctor, you know, and everybody's had their issues. So the NF, yeah, the NFL wants me out on that field. So they're going to jab me with that needle. Yeah. I'm not trusting the NFL. I mean, right, I, but th- this is the issue with anti-vaccines and the, the hesitancy and the education towards that overall, but especially in minority communities, the messaging is go talk to your personal doctor, your pastor, your rabbi, whoever you trust and ask them your questions about the vaccine. And it's being done in ways on like YouTube, you can get somebody that you trust will talk to a doctor on your behalf. And when you get the information that, you know, the rest of us have, (laughs) that we've internalized, oftentimes it leads to a different decision. And the more information you get from trusted sources, the better informed you are to make the right decision about this vaccine. And maybe the bills are doing that. I, you know, maybe we shouldn't assume that they're not doing that in, in good faith, but it seems like these players haven't gotten good advice yet for, from their agents, from the players association. It doesn't have to be only from the doctors that are trying to shame you into getting this thing. Yeah. I think there's a resistance to all information these days. People have made up their minds. They make up their minds early. And I think that they, just reject things that make them work, you know, self-reflection, reconsideration, uh, all these types of things. What's that, Matthew? Change. People don't want to change, go back on what they've said. You know, Cole Beasley doesn't want to come out and tweet, you know what, after some consideration and reflection and talking to people who would know, I've decided to get vaccinated. You know, you don't even see a lot of players coming out and saying that uh, in the NFL. You don't even, see, you don't see them coming out, uh, at least Bills players, um, you know, with their vaccine pictures or, you know, what have you. And I think the education is happening, but. I think so too. I, but I that doesn't mean that so. it's going to work. But it's not a, it's a, it can't be, you know, it's a weird line to toe. If you're Sean McDermott, Brandon being the Bills and you're sitting there thinking about, how do we, you know, he said it's about not about convincing, it's about educating. Well, that's part of convincing is not using the word convince because they don't want to seem too heavy handed about it. They want to be able to allow these guys to change their mind, hopefully convince them to change their mind without them, without it having to have been a, a struggle or a conflict where they're giving in, right? Josh Allen or Cole Beasley is giving in by getting the vaccine. Like, no, they want it to be more of like, they lead them to the water type of situation then. And I understand why from a team building standpoint, even if, as you know, Jonah has mentioned, like maybe it needs to be a little bit more, maybe it needs to be, you know, more than that, but from a keeping the locker room together standpoint, you, that's the way that, it makes sense to do it so that you're not alienating people as the head coach of the team. I think the best way based on the information that we have, if you're a bills fan, this is my opinion, but if I'm a bills fan and I want this team to take the next step and to build off of last season and to not have any Pratt falls uh, to get it, get itself into uh, uh, unforced errors uh, by getting vaccinated is, and But also based on the information that we received today through Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds, my hope is that these guys all got together and said, 
guys, we know that as a team, we need to get vaccinated if we want the best possible chance of winning the Super Bowl. However, we're not going to tell anybody because we're going to respect your privacy and your rights. And I know that you have people in your lives or you, you don't, you've already, you've already said you're not getting it and you don't want, you want to save face, whatever. But if you're a member of this team, now it's difficult to get 80 guys at this stage, you know, to agree on anything, but that's, that's like best case scenario for me. I don't think that's true, but maybe, maybe there's a small percentage that that happened and they all just said, guys, we're getting vaccinated. We're just not going to tell anybody because it's nobody's business. But for us, we need to get vaccinated. Now, the education part, I think this is a good time to bring up who was not there today because if Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have the objective of educating, because they can't force these guys to get vaccinations, but they want to have the opportunity to educate them, they don't have a lot of opportunities to educate these guys over the summer. They don't have a lot of time. Right. That's what John Morrow's getting at, to get to training camp. So to get a crack at some of these guys to say, you got to get the vaccination. A lot of these guys aren't in the building. Some of it might be personal reasons. Some of it might be because of the NFLPA's campaign to have players not attend voluntary workouts. So Matthew, what was, what was the attendance today? There were some key people who weren't there uh, on the, on, uh, uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, there was 70 plus was the number that McDermott, gave before practice started but a good chunk of that 70 plus I mean if you look at the guys that were absent uh, Stefan Diggs was absent Emmanuel Sanders was absent Devin Singletary was not there though we're told he has been there at some point so perhaps that was just a, a today thing no Mitch Morse no Daryl Williams no Jerry Hughes no Mario Addison no Vernon Butler no Starla Tulele that's a, you know, four significant defensive linemen, two starting offensive linemen. Taiwan Jones was not there. Um, you know, one of your key special teams guys, two starting receivers and, um, you know, one of the top two running backs. So it's a healthy chunk of the starting lineup that was not in attendance. Now there are NFL PA and NFL issues being worked out. You know, some veterans are kind of making the point to, to not go to these things because they want some changes. These are Some all of it voluntary. could be COVID related. Some of it could be, hey, some I don't it, like the fact that we more guys aren't, aren't vaccinated. Very possible. Um, you know, it could be individual for every guy. You know, it could point out, you know, varying circumstances among those, you know, 10 or so players that, that weren't there. We don't know exactly why with every one of them, but they're, you know, these are voluntary. They don't have to be there. Those are, you know, big name players, I think. You know, it wasn't just a handful of, you know, insignificant guys. This is a pretty decent group of, you know, the core. And last year, a you know, big chunk of the core was in the middle of a pandemic flying down to Florida to get some work in. And everybody was, was excited about that. And, you know, they stress the importance of these things and, and those guys aren't, aren't there. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what that'll look like. I'm sure, you know, they'll be there, you know, once things are mandatory, there's still so much that has to be so much mess that has to be sorted through between the NFL and the NFLPA. The NFLPA's messaging on this has been all over the place. You have some teams, like you said, Tim, 
that aren't there for COVID reasons, right? For safety, like we're still sorting this out, but be a hard case to make, I guess, in Buffalo where, I mean, unless you are, like you said, you're a player who says, I don't know how many of my teammates got this thing and I got family at home. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to risk it. And because you've got guys, you can't make the COVID safety argument and then also not get vaccinated unless you have a medical or, or religious reason. I don't think those two arguments would, would really square up. So yeah, I think overall decent attendance. It's not as if they don't have enough people to conduct the practice, but you know, a good chunk of the, you know, Mario Addison, you know, was after the draft, they were talking about how great it will be to have Mario teach Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham to be pros. And, you know, he's not there. Um, you know, they talked about all those reps Stefan Diggs and Josh missed last year, how they were playing catch up in training camp. And he's not here. Um, you know, the same would seemingly apply to Emmanuel Sanders. So, Again, I was going to ask Josh about Stefan Diggs and, you know, if he'd talked to him and gotten together or anything, but press conference was cut a little short. So I don't know. I think the attendance is worth monitoring because of who was missing, not necessarily how many of them were missing. Yeah, can I ask you, as far as you know, what's different from a practice last year in terms of are they still testing every day in the same way? And for you as the media, are you still subject to the testing? And how is vaccination play a role in who gets to cover practice and go where and do what in the building? Well, so the thing is, if you're back as a player, if you're vaccinated, you only have to be tested once a week. And if you are unvaccinated, you need to be tested every day. If you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear your mask. This is all as a player. You don't need to wear your mask. If you are not vaccinated, you do need to wear your mask. Now that doesn't apply on the practice field. So it wasn't like we could look around and be like, all right, who hasn't been vaccinated. However, during the year, if that rule holds up and we're allowed in the building at some point, then we would conceivably be able to look around and say, all right, this guy has his mask on, probably hasn't been vaccinated. But um, from a media standpoint, there was a change today. Masks were not required. Uh, practices outside. We're not allowed in the building still, not allowed in the media room there's still a limited number of media who can attend practice, but the number seems to have gone up. I think it was, you know, around 20, you know, there were more spots than people interested in covering practice. It was, um, you know, plenty of spots, but we were not required to wear masks outside, but we did not have to show proof of vaccination either. It was just, you know, kind of, we were, we were outside. I know the PFWA and, the NFL are kind of working through what everything's going to look like in terms of, you know, do we need to show proof of vaccination to get certain access to the building? But right now we have no access to the building anyway. So I think that's where they probably don't care whether we're vaccinated uh, because it doesn't, you know, it, at this point isn't an issue, but there's still no in-person interviews, um, which eventually have to come back. I mean, it's getting to a point where it's a little, little odd that we all have to scurry to our cars and wait, you know, however long to log into a Zoom to get, you know, called on and, you know, the whole thing. Now, 
I don't know if Josh Allen has the vaccine, so perhaps that impacts, you know, whether he would be able to talk to us in person. Maybe that would be his reason to uh, avoid it. Uh, but Sean McDermott being fully vaccinated, I see no reason why he can't stand outside. And, you know, us as fully vaccinated media members can't stand there and ask him questions. Um, we did an especially press outdoors, conference but... at UV. There was some right. I mean, going on I... there, but we were inside that field house when they introduced the new coach. But they are back into that regular season rules in terms of all that stuff. So they have not yet switched the in-person thing. They're allowed to do it. They could have, there were teams that hosted media during the draft that they're allowed to do it. Teams have been doing in-person press conferences in the NFL for a while. Uh, the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Jaguars all did stuff in the off season. So Eventually, you would think that would change. It's not going to change, I wouldn't think, anytime soon. Although, you know, all it takes is something to get agreed upon. But so much seems to be – everything seems to be so sticky because of the NFL, NFLPA squabble. Because they haven't agreed on anything about what this all looks like. The media stuff is sort of the last thing that they tack on, you know. And well, the Bills announced today that all season tickets are sold out, uh, and that's – really kind of based on still, I mean, we ha it hasn't been official, but the last word we heard about attendance was you have to be vaccinated according to uh, Mark Polencars, the Erie County executive. So you have fans that are vaccinated, it, the media, I don't, I don't know if there are any outliers out there. I haven't seen any media members say I'm not getting vaccinated. That's not to say that there, there aren't any that exist, but I think it seems like most of us, most who I talk to, have or will be getting vaccinated. Um, the players might be the last holdout of the whole, the whole mess because the, the NFL and the broadcasters, they're not going to let unvaccinated people down on the sidelines holding cameras or the sound crews or anybody. They're not going to let those people down on the field level. Uh, so all stadium workers, all that stuff, anybody who you can control to be vaccinated will be vaccinated. Um, the players are, can't seem to be like the last frontier. Yeah, they can't control the players without an agreement with the PA. And, you know, a lot of it seems to be, don't tell me what to do. You know, don't, don't. And how many of the, you know. When to do it. Right. And when It seems to do like it. some of these guys are like, yeah, I'll get it someday. And right. Which is, it's, it still strikes me. And I know I've made this point on previous podcasts, but in a line of work where your entire life is being told what to do and where to show up and when to do it for the betterment of the team, for what's best for you. And sometimes um, what painkilling drugs are. Right. All the stuff that there's things you need to take to play this game, all the shit that they put in their bodies and that put their lives, you know, their brains, uh, out there on the turf every, every Sunday afternoon. But for whatever reason, this is a line. I mean, we know what the reason is. It's because well, it's think... been politicized, but I've, well, maybe, but, yeah, maybe because the bills had such a wonderful season during a pandemic, some of these players just don't want it to end. Could be, they did do pretty well with it. Didn't they? If they have different rules though, superstition, that's the thing finding that edge. As Tim mentioned, I think probably the best argument that, that they can make to these players to get the vaccine is you're getting this to give us the best possible chance to win a Super Bowl. Because what do these guys just rattled off the list there of what these guys will do for a Super Bowl? Well, or for 
a career or whatever and you know add it to the list you know i think there's you know there's a rabbit hole of reasoning you can go down on the vaccine issue that and that becomes you know, just go into my twitter mentions at any time i tweet about it and you'll find those people but in the inside the locker room that argument is probably the one that gets it done for a lot of guys is put your feelings aside and and take one for the team here um but they're running they're running out of time in in a somewhat you know it's kind of snuck up on me a little bit that they're running out of time you know unless guys are getting the one shot you know and then two weeks later they're fully vaccinated otherwise june man you're waiting six weeks really if you got the shot today to when you'll be considered two weeks clear of your second shot and fully vaccinated and that's mid-july at this point and july is when people in the nfl historically traditionally go on their big vacations because it's when everything's shut down going on your cruises getting on your airplanes going around the country doing all that stuff um all right before we wrap up i just want to mention uh and i want to just ask you guys real quick um the Fans really seem to be pissed off at the media for even asking these questions. And you know what happens when fans get upset. They start to throw money at something. Uh, talking about Bills fans anyway. They're going to own the – if you're going to own the media, what is the quintessential – what's the quintessential uh, donation? What GoFundMe do you start up? Because you can't give – you can't just keep giving Oshai all your money just because you want to keep backing Josh Allen. If you want to stick up for Josh Allen for taking too many vaccination questions, uh, where where should fans be sending their money? Or where do you predict, predict they will start sending their money to own the media? I think the place to start would be John Morrow's bar tab at the Swanee House. <laughs> I don't know if he'll learn. <laughs> yeah, like- that's right. Start paying his bar. Yeah, you're right. That's a good one. That'd be how you you own them. Because at first I was like, oh, you know, cash only though. That's you can't use those those GoFundMe GoFundMe bitcoins there. Because <laughs> that's what, at first I was like, oh, Tim's, you know, make a wish. Um, what would know, make John Warrow cry? You know, because that's what they want to do. Is like they want to bring it. They want to get be like, oh my god, like I was so wrong. Yeah. Uh, they want to, and that would that would make John Warrow cry if you just gave him big. Uh, a big standing tab at the Swanee house. Yeah. If they walk, if he walked into the Swanee house and the guy was like, look, your next $20,000 worth of drinks <laughs> have been paid for. I think, I think John might shed a tear or two. Well, I would say if people don't like that, we talk about the vaccine or you guys ask those questions when you get the opportunities, they can give the money to CTBK. And maybe that money can be invested and come back to you as even more money. Or if you want to give to my organization, which has been renamed the New Bronstein Times, we're always (laughs) taking donations and mergers and acquisitions at New Bronstein Times Company. Okay, I like that. New Bronstein Times. Uh, Yeah, or yeah, CTBK. Send them your money. Uh, Put it in a fund, you know, put it in like some kind of escrow where it can build. And... uh, That'll that'll teach, Make a wish that'll teach us all lessons. Is is a good one. Yeah. Uh, 
Who, Tim, who, what's that, Matthew? Make-A-Wish Western New York is, uh, is right? Tim's, Tim's uh, charity of choice. That would really kick me in the nuts. If you sent a lot of money to Make-A-Wish of Western New York, I would really be pissed off and feel, feel quite owned if you were to do that. Uh, so please do that. Um, the Sabres, they're a rather underfunded organization right now. <laughs> right. Send, send all your money to Mike Harrington. Just start to get to get you know to get the NFL writers upset, uh, or any of the Sabers writers. John Vogel, of course, you know John will John will kick some of that back because he's a good guy. Um, send your money to uh, to UB for U, to UB football all, program. Maybe we should all just open our tip jars on Twitter. That new uh, function they have on Twitter, and they can just give it directly to us. How about this? Well, that's a good, that's a good point. We start a GoFundMe. If it reaches a certain level, we will no longer talk about it. You buy us off. You basically pay us off as fans. If if you really don't want to hear us talk about vaccinations anymore, you send us, I don't know, five, five cents, $5, just send us money. And if we reach a certain threshold, we will no longer talk about it. Or if the bills reach a certain threshold. One or the other. In terms of like their percentage vaccination? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Either they reach the threshold or we reach it. That's when it'll stop being a topic. Okay. I like it. We could raise some money and the money goes to make a wish. Or do we want to put it in our pockets? It, it goes to Waro and to make a wish. <laughs> okay. I, li- I think this could work. Waro is a make a wish kid. He, yeah, his, his wish is just to get the, Make get a to the Swanee well, at least once a week. All right, guys, thanks for this. Um, we'll talk later in the week. Thank you for listening to Tim Graham and Friends, brought to you by CTBK. Tim Graham and Friends is brought to you by CTBK, CPAs and business consultants. CTBK is a leading accounting firm with a growing team of accountants and business consultants with roots in Amherst, New York. CTBK pairs every project with a focus on a human connection between its team and the client for assurance, accounting, taxes, litigation support, and advice on mergers and acquisitions. CTBK is available and ready to solve any issue your business faces. For a consultation or to request a quote, call 716-630-2400. Again, that's 716-630-2400. CTBK, over a quarter century of proven accounting and business excellence for Western New York and beyond. We'll